0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent
1: Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today there's renewed hope farm use of natural gas and propane for grain drying and heating barns could be exempt from the federal carbon tax. Both APAS and the Western Wheat Growers support a private member's bill which passed second reading yesterday in the House of Commons. We outline new changes being made to the Saskatchewan Livestock Price Insurance Program and we have an update on the rough ride for grain markets this week. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour
0: this is saskatchewan agriculture today with 620 ckrm agri news director jim smalley
1: this portion of saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by johnson's grain helping growers contract any type of grain call 1-800-324-7778 a past president todd lewis is encouraged with movement in ottawa to exempt farm use of natural gas and propane from the federal carbon tax a private member's bill from the Conservatives passed second reading in the House of Commons yesterday designed to exempt farm use of natural gas and propane from the carbon tax. Lewis says it is welcome news.
2: Well, it's sure been an interesting uh, 24 hours in in, uh, in the idea for the concept of uh, an exemption or or rebate program for uh, grain drying, uh, the carbon tax that's applied to grain drying, with the passage of uh, Bill 26, 20- 206 pardon me I believe it is with the private members bill from the conservatives uh, that uh, passed last night for second reading so it'll go to committee now and then uh, you know won't be passed until it's into third reading and then uh, through the senate but at the same time the liberal government this morning at the CFA annual convention uh, Minister Bebo announced that uh, they're looking at a rebate program for on-farm fuel usage like grain drying and uh, barn heating so uh we've finally seen some movement on this file it's been a, a long uh hard push, and we'll continue with it and you know I think we're finally getting policymakers and decision makers uh, uh, heads around that you know it is a it is a a cost an added cost to producers and that you know we don't have any other way of passing that cost along so I think it's a real uh step forward for the industry
1: when I spoke to Minister Bobeau earlier this week, she did not express support for this legislation feeling that it likely would not provide adequate support for producers that have to uh, dry grain and heat their barns
2: yeah there seems to be a technicality there where they say it won't you know that it, it, it doesn't address the actual on-farm usage for propane or natural gas or grain drying so uh, you know if that's a technicality i'm sure they'll work it out as it goes to committee and and through uh the third reading so uh so as i say it's uh it's definitely something that we're seeing some traction on finally so it's uh good to hear policymakers and politicians down in ottawa from all sides talking about it finally
1: <laughs> do you feel the federal government will come on board the liberals will support some kind of legislation in this area
2: well i mean uh it sure sounds like minister bebo has, has got something going on because uh, as i said she made that announcement this morning that they're looking at a a rebate program. And devil is always in the details of something like this. But at the same time, a private member's bill has a far better chance of passing now with, uh, you know, the minority parliament. And it's uh, gained support from all parties last night. There was even one Liberal member uh, voted in favour of it last night. But both the Bloc, NDP uh, and uh, Conservatives supported this bill. So I think there's enough support in in the House of Commons that we uh, may see it enacted in into law
1: eventually. Todd, your release talks about some cost estimates that APAS has put together for the increasing carbon tax to the impact to farmers. Outline those for me.
2: Well, as the carbon tax escalates now to $170 a ton by 2030, some of the research we we've done with the example we've used, cost to a uh, grain a grain producer, a wheat producer, would be uh, north of $4 an acre. So. That's very significant, and, uh, you know, we've seen an increase in uh, fertilizer prices and transportation costs, uh, all due to the carbon tax, so they're going to certainly add up and uh, is a significant cost for producers.
1: A-PASS President Todd Lewis. Coming up, the Western Wheat Growers also expressed support for the private member's bill.
0: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
1: A private member's bill to exempt propane and natural gas for on-farm use from the federal carbon tax passed second reading in the House of Commons yesterday. The bill now heads to the Commons Ag Committee for further study before returning to the House for a third and final reading. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association is throwing its support behind the private member's bill to exempt farm natural gas and propane from the carbon tax. Wheat Growers President, Gunter Yocum says it needs to pass in order to improve the bottom line for farmers. To
3: so
4: basically do away with uh the carbon tax on any drying any fuel used in drying costs. Uh ideally we would like to see uh no carbon tax on any inputs or anything to do with farming operations, but our government is clearly not listening to us at all. So but as far as drying costs are concerned, i mean it, it's a huge problem. we have no alternative uh source of fuel or alternative way to dry our grain, so it's it's only a logical step to exclude uh, fuels used in grain drying and you know Essendon is very you know from farm to farm it's different, but uh they're around ten thousand dollars in just the carbon tax on grain drying uh, in, in years where lots of grain drying needs to be done. Like that's a huge chunk of uh, change. Uh, not only that, it uh, CFIB did a study, and uh, their estimates were that farmers, in the first year that the carbon tax came in, it was almost $14,000 for the average farmer, $14,000 in carbon tax on on farming operations. And that that was the first year. Well, the carbon tax is set to increase what? Over 460% over the next 10 years. So that would turn that $14,000 into about $65,000 per farm. That's a huge chunk of change. Yeah, I don't know. Farmers can't take that kind of a hit.
1: The CFIB has also offered support for the federal legislation. Yoakam describes the carbon tax as another nail in the coffin for Canadian agriculture. The carbon
4: tax is the wrong policy, right? Uh, you could say that uh, the carbon tax is actually a, a rural or small-town depopulation measure, right? It helps people in the big cities. But for us farmers and people living in rural towns, everything we do is impacted by the carbon tax. We have no alternative way to uh, transport our goods. Heck, we don't have public transport to to go to the town or to go from a small town to the city, right? So the carbon tax is really, really impacting us severely. And we don't have... Uh, public transport. It is The carbon tax is geared towards city living, and us rural folks, we don't live in a city. So uh, it's it's a wrong policy, it's a bad policy, it's uh, in, an economic nightmare.
1: Gunter Yoakum is the president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association, Private members' bills rarely are approved in Parliament, but in a minority government and the Trudeau government's talk of an alternative farm exemption or rebate, there is more hope. Time now for Real
0: Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your
5: realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get Canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Today, we're going to talk about world record wheat production. Um, Last year, Eric Watson harvested 258 bushels per acre on his farm near Ashburton, New Zealand. Now, Canadian farmers uh, are a long way from New Zealand, and uh, and farm conditions really do vary. Um, for starters, you know, climate is much different, and uh, the growing season and that grain fill period is uh, is is much shorter. But there are some things, some lessons that we can learn from Watson's world record production, and uh, and for some insights, uh, we're heading to new zealand to chat with david weath he's uh with bear crop science and he consults with watson on management of his crop uh hi david how's it going Uh, i guess welcome to the northern hemisphere
6: thanks good uh, good to be with you
5: hey david um you know one of the most obvious uh contributors to those tremendous yield numbers are, are the heads per square meter now Watson counted 126 heads per square meter. Here in Ontario, you know, we're lucky to be around, you know, 75 heads per square meter. Um, One of the management practices that plays a key role here is is seed simulation, uniform seeding depth and and, and precision agriculture. Tell us about, about, about that. What can it bring to this, you know, to this process?
6: Okay, so Eric's world record crop we had 126 plants and 10 tillers per plant, which delivered us 1260 tillers per square metre, and that was basically the recipe for for our big crop, but the really important thing is autumn tillers. So the autumn tillers uh, are the important ones, or or for you it's fall, they're the important ones. what you guys can learn from us, I guess, is taking a, a lot of care uh, when you're sowing the crop. Um, there is a sowing window that's that's important. We you, you want the crop in early enough that it can tiller before your winter. Um, so, you know, things like seed placement, uh, depth, uh, variety. You know, a variety that we know that that's going to be vigorous and come out of the ground and tiller before you get into your winter. Um, Maybe using a starter fertilizer, something with a bit of nitrogen. Uh, maybe looking at the previous crop. So you guys often are coming out of soybeans and going to uh, wheat. So maybe looking at a variety that uh, is, you know, a shorter maturing variety before you establish your wheats, rather than your long maturing varieties. Um, seed to soil contact, and it's something that Eric and me are really conscious of and thinking about. For this coming season, some changes that we're going to make. Often, you guys are direct drilling or minimum till between soybeans and and going into wheat, making sure that the seedbed has uh, got some moisture, making sure it's nice and even, so that that we we don't end up with seed that's you know changing in in depth. Um, I guess uh, singleisation is a dream of ours for wheat, mm-hmm. but. Um, I guess down the track, uh, the equipment's getting better, um, but a lot of it just comes down to speed, actually, and how fast guys are are, um, are driving their their drills. Um, you know, one of my big battles is slowing farmers down um, so that the drills will perform properly, making yes. sure that they're uh, placing seed properly.
5: Yeah, and, and how, I mean, my, our good friend Peter Johnson likes to talk about, you know, using drills and those controlled spills. How important is that simulation, you know, um, that that depth control, you know, that that precision in what, you know, um, what David is doing?
6: Yeah, what, what we're trying to do is we're trying to place a seed every inch, and we're trying to make sure that we get good light interception by all the leaves right down to the bottom. Um, what we're also trying to do is, you know, there's no point in dumping a whole lot of seed on top of each other. They're not going to it properly. Um, they're not going to express yield. So placing a seed, you know, every inch is, is our aim.
7: This has been your Real Agriculture
5: Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
0: This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan, Canada, before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan, Canada. It's your agri-weather
1: forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy sky, wind southwest 40 gusting to 60. The high today, plus one, 30% chance of flurries overnight, the low minus six. Friday, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, wind northwest 20 gusting to 40. The high zero tomorrow, wind chill minus 13 in the morning, the low minus 17. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 11, the low minus 15. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 7, the low minus 13. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 4, 30% chance of flurries, the low minus 10. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 10. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3. Normal high, minus 5, the normal low minus 16. The sun rose at 7.50 this morning. It sets at 6.33 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek at plus 2. The cold spot, way up north, Uranium City, minus 24. Estevan and Saskatoon, both minus 4. Swift Current, minus 3. Weyburn, minus 2. Yorkton is minus 6. Regina, cloudy, and minus 3 degrees. Winds are from the south-southwest at 24. Humidity, 72%. The barometer dropping 100.9. Cloudy and moose jaw, minus 2. Winds are from the south-southwest, 35, gusting to 46. Once again, Regina, cloudy, and minus 3. Winds south-southwest at 24. Back in a moment.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
1: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers, mcdougallauctions.com, and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Some changes have been made to livestock price insurance in Saskatchewan in an effort to promote enrollment by cattle producers. The purchase period has been extended for two weeks until June 10th and the settlement periods move from December to the end of February. More convenient hours have been introduced for producers looking to purchase price insurance as well. Arnold Balecki from Shawbrook is chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association.
7: Producers through Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association has asked during the last couple of years for some changes especially to the hours of operation. They were too short and and if you were out on the land where you didn't have access to internet or, or cell service, you, you missed out on, on that. And so now they've extended the hours of operation from 2 to 11 p.m., which is a huge thing for us. And they've also extended the calf coverage to uh, June 10th and uh, to uh, February 21st of 2022. So those are big pluses for us. We've asked for that for a long time. and and that extension into February 21st, it covers off on producers who calf later in the spring or summer or late fall, and so they now have that option of coverage. So We're excited about that, and we really have to give the uh, livestock price insurance team credit for recognizing the need for that, listening to us, and and making these changes. Now that the changes are there, I, I would really encourage all producers to to have a look into the SEI C programs, uh, especially the livestock price insurance one for, for cattle and because there's been a lot of improvements over the past few years. And just have a look and see if these improvements are fit for their operations because, as you know, the uncertainties are, are just too great of a risk for us. And so better to be covered than not.
1: He was asked if more producers will give price insurance a closer look after some of the price fluctuations we saw due to COVID-19 last year.
7: Yeah, that's a really a, a good one. Uh, I don't know how to answer that question. I, I would certainly encourage producers to, to at least have a look at it and, and, and see if even if they covered a portion of their, of their calf crop to, to help them get through.
1: Sign-up numbers in past years have been under 20%. He was asked if he thought producers still have some misconceptions about livestock price insurance.
7: A lot of producers think they have to buy their coverage all in one shot, which isn't true. You can throughout the purchasing period purchase some of your calf crop insurance uh, this week and a week or two down the road uh, insure another portion of your calf crop and, and so on. You don't need to insure 100% of your calf crop in, in one week. So that's huge, and, and producers really need to know that.
1: The program is already underway, and Balicki says, talks about the premium levels.
7: Right now, it fluctuates so bad. I think premiums are now are probably on a 650-pound calf. or coming out to about $47 a calf, which is expensive. But there again, if, if the market falls out of these calves this fall, the $47 may not look too bad. But we're... We're hoping that uh, the premium part will come down as, as we progress further into the year here and and maybe by June 10th it'll be something that uh, would be more palatable to producers.
1: Bill says it's something that needs to be monitored on a weekly basis.
7: Absolutely, and that's what I do. I look at it weekly, uh, you know, the, the three days that you can purchase and I, I write those down and so I kind of compare this week to last week and if you want to go down say six weeks from now you can compare back to what it was and So you have an idea which direction it's going.
1: Arnold Balicki from Shellbrook is the chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. The Livestock Insurance Program policy purchase hours have been extended from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. The deadline to purchase coverage has also been extended two weeks to June 10th. The livestock insurance policies are based on a forward market price. If at the end of the policy the insured price is higher than the market price, the producer will receive a payment for the difference. The program is administered by the Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation. You're tuned to
0: Saskatchewan
1: Agriculture Today on
0: The Source
1: 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca The rocket ship ride for commodities may be showing signs of starting to fizzle. Canola prices have been rising steadily since late last year. And despite a few hits along the way, still seem to find new ground. But Errol Anderson with Pro Market Communications in Calgary says things are happening this week that might start to cool things off.
8: We're in a very choppy uh, action on the canola market. Uh, you know, it'll it'll power up ten, fifteen dollars a day, uh, and then it'll it'll come back down. And uh, right now, we're actually under a little bit of pressure at the moment. We've got the uh, March, uh, or pardon me, the May contract that's uh, now breaking down closer to uh, down below seven forty-five and. Um, you know we were above seven seventy uh... the november contract now is uh... flirting with about six hundred dollars a ton but overnight uh... this contract went over six hundred twelve dollars and uh... plunged down to five ninety three fifty earlier in the morning and really what triggered the sell-off today was um the u.s weekly exports came out and it shows that the corn weekly exports in the u.s. are down fifty percent week over week and the U.S. soybean weekly exports are down 60% or more. Um, so this shocked the market. It's flushing out the funds. And as we speak right now, we've got a bit of a sell-off in these grain markets.
1: Anderson was asked if Chinese demand has declined.
8: Well, we've been expecting this for some time, that they will slow down. And, and really, you know, after the lunar holiday, uh, the market was waiting for trying to step back into the market. And, and simply put, they haven't. And uh, so are they done for the year? They may be, because if they're bought out into spring, uh, by that time they're going to start getting this record uh, South American uh, crop, which right now the, uh, they're, they're picking a, a record soybean and corn production. But getting it to port and financial issues and those sorts of things can certainly delay it. So that's been supporting the market a little bit longer than usual this year.
1: Anderson was asked if canola prices have peaked.
8: Well, in all honesty, I thought the top was $5 a bushel ago, so I'm probably not a good person to suggest a top. But the cash end uh, bids... Uh, We did hear amazing $19 per bushel delivered in canola this week. Uh, New crop uh, uh, bids we've heard uh, pushing $14 per bushel. Uh, These are just absolutely incredible prices. Um, so, uh, you know, can we go higher from here? Well, we can, but, you know, if the demand isn't there, it doesn't matter how tight the supplies are, the market's going to drop. Because really, when you get right down to it, demand is king, not
1: supply in the world of commodities. That's Errol Anderson at ProMarket Communications in Calgary.
0: The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The
1: Source 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall's Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1 800 284 9999 and Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were moving down in early trading. Canola fell $19.10 at $688.87. Number one red spring wheat dropped $656 at $278.38. The rest were unchanged. Durham, three hundred ten dollars forty-eight cents. Feed barley, two fifty-three seventy-two. Flax, eight hundred one dollars eight cents. Lentils, six forty-four fifty. Oats, two twenty-nine fifty-three. Yellow peas, three eighty-four eighty-nine. Feed wheat, two thirty-eight eighty-four. And the Minneapolis spring wheat March futures are down seven cents at six thirty-nine and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes.
3: Hello, Calvin. Junior for Heartland Livestock Services York with your market report for the week of February 24th. We had a big run on offer here this week with 3310 in the pre-sort, 350 cows and bulls for a total of 3660. On the feeder side, we saw the market under a little bit of pressure due to the number of cattle trading this week. Here are a few highlights of this week's sale Buckskin steers six hundred and forty one pounds at two eighteen seventy five their bigger brothers at seven hundred and twelve pounds at a buck ninety eight a quarter black steers six hundred and forty four pounds at two thirteen seventy five and their big brothers seven hundred eleven pounds at a buck ninety four on the red x steers six hundred forty two pounds at two eleven seventy five and their big brothers at seven hundred eleven pounds at a buck ninety three seventy five on the heifer trade, we are still seeing a 25 to 30 cent spread from the steers. Buckskin heifer, 640 pounds at a buck 85. Black heifer, 640 pounds at a and a quarter. And this red X heifer, 630 pounds at a buck 76.75. On the cow and bull trade this week, the cows are very strong once again. We saw 275 cows average 83.50. D1 and D2 cows, 85 to 90, with a high of 92. D3 cows, 77 83 with a high of 84. Your light shelly cows, 65 to 72. On the bull trade, 45 bulls average, 98 with a high of a buck 10. Producers, bred cow and heifer sale this Friday at 11 a.m. 225 cows on offer. We have 60 head dispersal of block, third, fourth, and fifth calves bred block for mid April calving. Two herd reductions of 40 cows each, which are Semitol cows bred Angus or Semitol, and many other cattle listed. Please phone in to reserve your seat. We are having pre-sorts every week from now on. Please phone in to book your cattle. This past week, we had 2,200 head in the book and ended up with a little over 3,300. So please book your cattle so we can prepare for staffing to make our sales run smoothly. We will not turn anyone away, but we need to know you're coming. Once again, this has been Junior for Heartland York, and thank you and have a great day.
1: And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, this is for both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants, SIG4 and BP4. It's $179.67 per CKG, so for the week, it's been going up almost every day. Coming up, the Resource Report.
0: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
1: Now the Resource Report. A new report says Canada's small businesses now collectively owe more than $135 billion as they struggle to survive the pandemic. Experts say that staggering debt could hurt the country's economic recovery. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business says the average small business owner has accrued $170,000 in debt. Businesses in the hospitality, recreation, and service sectors have racked up the most debt during the pandemic. A churning controversy about the spreadability of butter is raising questions about the use of palm oil in cow feed. Some consumers are complaining that butter seems to be getting harder and are suggesting palm oil supplementation may be to blame. Dairy Farmers of Canada has launched a working committee of academics and industry experts to examine the use of palm oil and address concerns about what some are upset about. The group maintains the common practice doesn't raise health or safety concerns. On the markets. Canada's main stock index posted a triple-digit decline in late-morning trading as U.S. stock markets also fell and the looney climbed higher. The TSX Composite Index was down 107 points at 18,376. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 95 points at 31,866. The Canadian dollar traded at 79.88 cents compared with 79.69 cents on Wednesday. The April crude oil contract was unchanged at $63.22 per barrel. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.
0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.